You are listening to the God Focused Life Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Thompson, and my prayer is that every single listener will be inspired and challenged to be all that God has created you to be. Hello, and welcome to episode 29. I want to talk about growing in the spirit. The Bible makes it very clear that God is three persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that he must die and go away so that he could send the Comforter, and the Comforter was the Holy Spirit. Even when Jesus was on earth and he was baptized, the Spirit descended upon him like a dove. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature. He was man, but he was fully God, and even Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. How much more do we as mortal flesh, sinful flesh, sinful human beings who have chosen the enemy's ways over God's ways time and time again, how much more do we need the Holy Spirit? And my question to myself and to you is how do we grow in the Spirit? We can grow in fleshly things. We can grow in emotional things. We can grow with information and knowledge of the world. And we can grow in the knowledge of God. But what happens is the two will conflict each other to where we will be so distracted with the information and the knowledge of the world that we shut out the voice of God. And so many people have even formed a religion to say that God does not speak to us. He only speaks to us as we read his word. If the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of us, and if we cannot hear him, what's the purpose of him being on the inside of us? No, I've never heard God's audible voice. I do not hear him with my ears, but you better believe I hear him with my spirit. My spirit will burst in song and in joy and in jubilee. I have peace that surpasses all understanding when all of the circumstances around me have me confused, have me perplexed, have me depressed. I can turn to the spirit and I can silence the voice of the world. I can silence the voice of my emotions. I can silence the voices of my opinions. I can silence the voices of my own logic to where I only hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit searches the deep things of the Father and he reveals them to us. There will be circumstances that we face that is not black and white in the scriptures. An example would be if I meet someone and they arouse an angry feeling within me, what are the exact words that I need to say to that person? Do I speak or do I stay silent or do I pray? I have to silence myself so that I can hear the voice of the spirit to tell me what do I do in that situation? Is it a time to speak Or is it a time to stay silent? And I believe that Jesus had to have the Holy Spirit leading him and guiding him so that he would know when was a time to speak and when was a time to walk away, 
When was a time to stay silent? We see that even before he faced the cross, when he was before Pilate, he spoke about truth and he spoke about how he was the truth. But yet when he was before King Herod, he stayed silent. We have to be led by the Holy Spirit to know when to utter our words, to know when to step out in faith. We have to hear what the Holy Spirit is telling us so that we can walk in that faith. Faith and belief are two different things. Belief can be changed. I believe this. I believe that. We can change our belief systems. But when it comes to faith, it becomes who we are because we know who God is. And we can walk in the confidence of that faith. We have to grow in the knowledge of God. I was reading this morning in Colossians, and this was a prayer that Paul was praying. He was praying for the church. And in Colossians 1, verse 9, he says that I have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. That's his power so that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving. Giving what? Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. Paul is praying that they would grow in wisdom and in knowledge, spiritual wisdom and spiritual knowledge, not head knowledge. Yes, we read the scriptures and we have the understanding and we grow in the knowledge of God. But then when we come into the circumstances of life, we've got to be led by the Holy Spirit to show us. Do we go to the left or to the right? The Bible says that he will be a voice behind us telling us which way to go. We have to hear the voice of the Spirit to lead us and guide us. And I'm afraid, church, that we are so distracted by the things of the world that we have muffled out his voice. We are binging on the things of the world rather than the word of God. We are binging on TV shows and entertainment and things that will make us feel like we are at rest and we are at peace. And they are only worldly things that appeal to the appetite. We have to get alone with the Lord so that we can hear his still small voice. It's like digging for a treasure. It's like going to a barren hill and with a shovel and we start digging and digging and digging. We have to dig through the dirt so that we can find the gems. And that is the same with the world that we live in. There is so much dirt and filth and nonsense out there. And we have to dig through all of that so that we can find the Holy Spirit. May we 
hear the voice of the Holy Spirit that is calling out to us. We cannot expect to fill our minds, our ears, our eyes, our hearts with the things, with people, with the ideas of this world and still think that we can be pure and holy and walk according to the word and the will of God. We cannot binge on news and of the evil things going on in the world and still expect to walk in the spirit with purity and clarity. We need to know what's going on in the world so that we can pray God's kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are praying for the lost to be saved. We are praying for the prodigals to come home. We are now the lights in a dark world. We have walked in the light of the day. For a long time, we have had it good in America. We have had it good. We have been blessed coming and going. But somehow, some way, we have not been satisfied with that. We've had to run to the things of the world to try to appeal and appease our hearts, our brokenness, our depressions. And we think that the things of the world are going to soothe us and medicate us and make us feel better. And all the while, they are separating us from our creator. We were created by God and for God. And it was God's choice to follow and chase after us and knock at the door of our hearts. How kind is that that God would chase after us, mere mortals, Fallen, people who have chosen sin over Jesus. We have chosen the ways of the world over the ways of the kingdom, yet God has chased after us and knocked on our doors. God is not some being that is so far off and he's sitting on his throne and he is just looking down his nose at us. He is calling out to us. The scripture says that he literally will come off his throne and bend his knee to look down to us, to call out to us. In our desperation, in our sickness, the Lord will bend his knee to call down to us. He wants relationship. He created us with A desire for relationship. I asked the Lord, why did you do it this way? Why can't I see you with my eyes? If it is so important for me to be in relationship with you, why can't I see you with my eyes and experience you with my senses? And the Lord made it very clear to me because I want to speak to the deep places of you, Rebecca. I want to dig into the spiritual place 
in your heart where you experience me and you feel me with every fiber of your being on the inside and you burst with joy. He says he wants others to see God in us. He wants to be the light. And his word says that he wants to share his glory with us. How can it be? We are so fallen. We are so sinful. We are so sick. Yet God wants to share in his glory with us. May people never look at Rebecca, but may they see Jesus that lives on the inside of me by the power of the Holy Spirit. We have to make a choice, church. We have to choose who will we serve Who will we give our time to? Because I promise you, the more you dive into the word, the more you will crave the word. Sometimes it's hard. It is very hard to get started. If you are not used to reading the word, you have to ask God for his help. You have to ask God to change your appetite. It's just like the things in the world when we decide to eat the salad instead of eating the ice cream sundae. We have to ask God, show us how to crave the things that will be good for us. It's just like working out. It feels so much better to sit instead of getting up to lift the weight. It is so much easier to sit than it is to get up and move. But yet the benefit comes when we do the hard things. It is not easy to choose the things of God when the world is glittery and flashy and appeals to our senses. And we see all of our friends and we see all of the world accumulating more and more things and more stuff. And we ask God, why can't I have those things? When will we be content with the things that God gives us? That's what Paul says in Philippians 4. I have learned the secret of being content and being content with the things of the kingdom of God, being content with the things of God's word, filling up with God's word, filling up with knowledge, even knowledge of how the Holy Spirit has worked in the saints rather than turning the TV onto a movie that is nonsense, that only drives us further and further away. Why do we fill up with the things of the world, with coarse joking, with language, curses, evil, horror, death? Why do we fill our minds up with the things of the world instead of the purity of God's word? It is only when we fill up with the purity of God's word and we focus on everything that is noble and good and righteous and pure, praiseworthy. Those are the things that we think upon and we meditate upon That 
is what increases the activity of the Holy Spirit in our lives. When we are focused on the Lord in his word, we will easily be able to identify when God is at work right before our very eyes. It takes the time to understand the heart of God through scriptures, to be able to recognize when he is at work right before our very eyes. When was the last time you went to the marketplace and saw someone who was struggling and identified this person needs help? This person needs a hug. This person needs prayer. We have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit to recognize where God wants to use us. We are the vessels. He is the potter, we are the clay, and he has created us to be vessels, to be used. And even in the Christian realm, sometimes we are so focused on the other Christian and what they are doing in their ministry, and we want to be that person. God did not create us to be that person. God created us to be us. He created you to be you. And when the time is right, and the Lord chooses to use you, when you are filled with the word of God, the knowledge of God, the spirit of God, he will pick you up as the vessel to use. We have to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. We have to tune in to that frequency. Because the Lord is always working, he's always at work, and he is always asking us to be a part of that. Sometimes he will allow us to sit on the bench, just like in a sport. Sometimes we are sitting on the bench, but we have to keep our eyes on the field. We have to keep our eyes on the game that's going on so that we know what to do when he calls us out when it is our time to be on the field and do the thing. When God calls us to be on the field to do the thing, we have to be ready. We have to practice beforehand. We have to learn the game beforehand. We have to learn from other players. We have to get encouragement from other players. We have to get correction from the coach. That's just like church. It's just like the body of Christ. We learn from others. We glean from others. We are taught by others. We are sharpened by others. And when it is our time to go on the field, we do the thing. We feed the hungry. We clothe the poor. We give an encouraging word to the depressed, to the downtrodden, to those who are struggling to make ends meet. We give them a word that will encourage them. But the only way we can encourage others is if we are filled to overflowing. There is a verse that I have prayed over our family ever since my children were little. I have asked the Lord, like Ephesians has said, that we may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Think of that, to be filled to the measure, to the top. Can you imagine 
our mortal bodies being filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Oh, he's so good. He's so kind. He's so loving. And he wants to pour that goodness and that love into us so that we can overflow and pour him into someone else. It is not by our works. It's not by us. It's not by Rebecca. It is by the Holy Spirit that is on the inside of me. And he overflows into somebody else's life. When will we all desire him above the world? Even in the places where we think that we are the fullest that we could ever be with the Lord, I want to promise you this. There is always more. There is always more. There will always be more. For all eternity, there will always be more of the Holy Spirit. There will always be more. May we come to him expectantly. May we come to his word expecting him to teach us and to speak to us and fill us. Even if it is one principle, one word that says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. If it is one word that says, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Romans 8. Nothing separates us. Do not let your sin separate you from God. God knows you are a sinner. He knows I am a sinner. He knows that we are flesh and that this flesh gravitates towards sin. But we can grow in the spirit like Paul prayed in Colossians, that we would grow in knowledge of him, grow in power and grow in might to where we are overcoming not just the enemy, we are overcoming our fleshly desires. That our appetites for the world will grow dim and that our appetites for the Lord will grow bigger and bigger and bigger and the appetite for the Lord will consume us. I pray that you are overcome with the Holy Spirit on this day. Seek the Lord while he may be found. May he fill your cup to overflowing and bless you, bless your family in this generation and the generations to come. God bless you.